Well, Jumbo. Good morning, everyone. Uh, this is quite an experience for me to stand up here, face you like this. I first did this 31 years ago. In this direction. In this direction. <laughs> for a lot of years, right over there. Um, but uh, I want to bring you greetings this morning from Bishop Jeremiah and Mama in Kenya, although he's not in Kenya right now. Uh, he's in London getting ready for the last lap of his master's program, which is a very special program because he only has to be there for three weeks, and then the rest of the work he does from home. Um, but as is often the case with things Kenyan, there's a financial need, so if you'd keep him in prayer, that would be a good thing. I also bring you greetings from uh, Ernie and Regina Bullock, our sister church, Freedom's Community in Auburn, New York. I was there yesterday. Uh, Ernie, or Bull as we call him, uh, had a growth on his head. Some of you may remember that. And he just had surgery. Uh, to remove that which turned out to be a benign tumor for which we're very thankful and also yesterday he celebrated his 65th birthday so I felt so young <laughs> it was great all right I want to talk to you this morning from this theme on earth as it is in heaven the kingdom revealed now I want to give a disclaimer up front because nobody can cover this theme in its entirety. And we're not going to try. If you remember last week, Grace spoke to us about the kingdom. And she was uh, speaking from Revelation and one of the, the book of, not just by Revelation, but it certainly was that. Um, but if you remember, there's a scene in the book of Revelation where the elders are before the throne, and they're continually saying, holy, holy, holy. And Grace led us in an exercise with that last week uh, that was very powerful. But I want to bring your attention to that idea of holy, holy, holy from another perspective. The scripture tells us not to engage in vain repetition. And yet the elders are continually saying, holy, holy, holy. Now, how is that not vain repetition? It's not vain repetition because every time they get done saying holy, they get a fresh revelation. We're going to spend all eternity learning about God. And so the best that we can do is present facets like the most gorgeous diamond you could ever imagine. We're going to look at some facets today of the kingdom revealed, but we are, we are not doing this in contrast or contradiction to anything else you know or anything that the Lord will reveal from here on out because we're going to spend the rest of forever learning about the kingdom. 
So that's a cool thing, isn't it? All right. Now, there is popular terminology that the church uses when the idea of kingdom revealed comes up. And it's been that way for a long time, and it's the word manifestation. What is a manifestation? Well, we need to go back to the... Oh, I have to point it this way, don't I? We start with the word manifest, and according to the dictionary, it means to make clear or evident, to show plainly or reveal. When we say, let it be done on earth as it is in heaven, or let it come on earth as it is in heaven, we are saying, Lord, make it clear. Make it evident. Show it plainly. Reveal it. And I chose the word revealed because revealed gives us a little bit more breath, breadth uh, to look at. And so that's what we're going to do. And I want to look at kingdom manifestations in three cate categories today. Atmosphere, character, and actions. The Lord is at work revealing his kingdom all of the time. We know that. All you have to do is go outside there and look up. And there is evidence of the kingdom. There's evidence of the king. But there are three things that we want to look at today in that regard. And that is because the kingdom involves all of life. And so when you look at atmosphere, character, and actions, that's pretty comprehensive. Um, and wherever I go, whether it's overseas or here, whether I'm working with businesses and, or individuals or wherever, I have a goal. And so I'm going to give you my goal, and you're going to know where I'm going. My goal is to help people reach this place of living all of life by the power of the life of Jesus Christ in them. That's what I've given my, my life to do. And so we want to look at these in a broad way. We we're going to look at um, atmosphere, character, and actions as they affect all of life. So let's get started with atmosphere. And let's look at two scriptures here that talk about atmospheric sorts of things. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's Romans 14, 17, for those of you that are taking notes. And then 2 Corinthians 2, 14, but thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. Now, if you were here last week, and participated with grace when she did holy, 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 and she did it again and again, you began to experience the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him. There was an atmosphere change here. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit as contrasted with eating and drinking. Eating and drinking are physical things. Righteousness, peace, and joy are intangibles. They're invisible. 
or they're at least invisible. They can be very uh, tangible. And those of you who uh, get my weekly uh, e-newsletter, my uh, encouragement from mountain takers are going to be familiar with what I'm about to share here. And by the way, if you don't get it and you'd like to get it, it's free and we'd love to add you to our mailing list. You could just uh, see Susie, uh, my wife, after we're, uh, we're done and give your email address and we'll be happy to add you because we love to encourage the saints of God. But I shared uh, this last week the experience that uh, Dan and I had when we were in uh, Kenya just a couple of weeks ago. And the place that we stayed was called Enishapai. And Enishapai is a Maasai term uh, for state of happiness. And um, it was a very lush location, a beautiful, brand new, still being constructed, actually, parts of it. Um, business conference center, um, resort, hotel kind of complex. The location was gorgeous, as those locations are on the shores of Lake Naivasha. For those of us that have been there, we know. But there was something different about this place. There was a sense of peace. Now, I've stayed in many places around the world, and not every place has a sense of peace, believe me. Um, some of them are actually very hostile. But every time we would return from, from being outside and we would come back into uh, the grounds of Enishapai, there'd just be a settledness. And we wondered at it. And at first you chalk it up to the location and, you know, everybody's friendly and all of this kind of stuff. It wasn't until the week was just about over that we discovered why this peace was there. The owners are believers. The management staff are mostly believers. Much of the regular staff, the rest of the staff are believers. They have daily prayer meetings. And God is releasing something. Now, many of the people that go there are not believers, and they do not, you know, they don't go, wow, the peace of God is here. <laughs> but they experience it. And the benefit is that Enishapai is quickly becoming one of the most popular places to hold business conferences from people in Nairobi, which is over an hour away. Why? Because God is doing something there. Atmosphere, okay? That's just one example of it. I, I'm going to give you one more that also has to do with peace. I work with Christian business people uh, to help them uh, release the kingdom in their businesses or through their businesses. And one of the things that we often do is we get together to pray for strategic issues or whatever else is on their hearts. And just this last week, I was with a pair of Christian businessmen who were facing some pretty significant challenges. 
and there isn't an immediate answer to the situation that they're facing. But we prayed together about the various aspects. And at the end, the peace of the Lord in that room, there weren't any answers. But the peace of the Lord was so strong that everybody left encouraged. We carry the ability to influence atmospheres wherever we go. That's pretty cool. That is a manifestation of the kingdom of God, wouldn't you say? Okay, let's move on. Character. Now, the most succinct statement for today for that is Galatians 5, 2, uh, 22 and 23. And many of you are very familiar with it. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Why did I choose character? Because character is the nature of the king. If you want to know what Jesus is like, go to Galatians chapter 5. You want to know what Father is like? Go to Galatians chapter 5. Character is a very uh, powerful thing. Now, let me ask you a question. Did you ever think of kindness as a manifestation of the kingdom? It is. Kindness is a manifestation of the kingdom. Gentleness is a manifestation of the kingdom. Goodness, faith, all of these things are examples of the character of Christ. So when you are out and about somewhere in your daily life and you're kind, it's more than, you know, a random act of kindness. If you're kind and it's coming from who is in you, you're manifesting the kingdom of God. So if you're in the supermarket and the clerk is hassled and you're just kind, you're releasing the kingdom of God. There are a lot of very subtle ways, you see, that God releases his kingdom, almost hidden ways, and it's easy for us to overlook them. But he wants us to be very deliberate about our understanding of how he wants to let people experience the kingdom. And people need to experience the kingdom before they're ready to hear about the king. That's how the church, the evangelical church, has gotten into trouble with the culture around us. Is because we're ready to talk about him before we show him. That's why this is so important. Because you can do this every day can't you? You can be patient every day. Oh, please. Well, you can grow in patience every day. How's that? But character, it's, a, it's an essential way in which um, the kingdom of God gets released. In my coaching uh, with businesses and uh, the training that I do uh, from time to time with businesses, when I talk to Christian executives about what kind of training they want for their staff, do you know what the number one request is? 
teach about integrity? Why? Because character is so important and it's so lacking in our culture. There was a day when the church wasn't that different from the culture around us. Guess what? That day is gone. So we get to stand out all the more. That's one of the ways that the light becomes lighter. Is that we're a contrast to, to so many around us just by who we are and the way that we live our lives. I was recently at a, a seminar that was being done by a, by a gentleman who I know who was uh, trying to help people who wanted to become business consultants uh, get started. And he gave them a business ethics problem to work on, sort of an interactive kind of thing. You know what was frightening? Is these people didn't know what to do with it. The idea of ethics escaped them. So if you're ethical, guess what? You're manifesting the kingdom of God, and you're a contrast. That's what it means. One of the ways that we witness is we witness by who we are. I forget who it's, I think it's, quote, I think it's attributed, rather, to uh, Francis of Assisi. I don't know if it really is or not. So many things have been attributed to the poor guy. But the idea of uh, witness wherever you go and, if necessary, use words. Here's the, here's the deal. If my character becomes known as that, the Lord is going to open up the opportunities to use this. Character. He wants you to understand that you always have something to release. We are never without a way to manifest the kingdom of God. And it doesn't matter if the people around us recognize that or not. You are advancing the kingdom, His government is increasing every day throughout our lives in every way that we do this. Okay, so we've done atmosphere, we've done character. Now we're going to try and, there we go, action. Now action is the one that we like to go to because people like action. It's human nature to have things happen. And sometimes when you're just kind, well, all right. Oh, they're such a gentle person. But action, yeah. After all, it's football season. I broke it down or I opened it up into uh, these five areas. Again, this is not the be all and end all, but it's something for us to work from. Gifts, callings, occupations, assignments, and life stages. 
Those are all examples of uh, things from which actions come. Now, gifts, we, and, and we're going to go there in just a second, but, you know, we think about gifts of the Spirit. We could think about uh, talents that we have or abilities that we have. Callings. Um, callings have to do with what am I really good at and, and what has the Lord called me to do uh, we have people that stood up a few minutes ago um, that are called to business, for example. But you may be uh, called in this season to be a student. That's your calling right now, isn't it? It's also your occupation right now. It's your assignment right now. It's your life stage right now. Do you understand? And in every one of those areas or in every one of those actions, um, you have opportunity to release the kingdom. And it's different as those from place to place or from time to time. For example, I use uh, myself right now. I can manifest the kingdom of God in this life stage because of the opportunities that I have different than I could before. Does that make sense? Um, one of the ways, which is funny, is I'm no longer a pastor. And so people don't expect the same things from me. And so when they get those things, it's a little different now. But um, I'll use my wife here for an example here. Um, she has multiple occupations, has had multiple occupations as an actress, as a model, as a teacher, um, as a pastor's wife. That's an occupation. Um, and within each of those, she's had different assignments. You know, maybe it was children's theater, or it was a television spot, or uh, it was uh, teaching here when we had the day school. And, um, and then there were the life stages. Newlyweds. Young parents. Parents of teenagers. How empty nesters. We even, get to, we even get to manifest the kingdom in certain ways because we're seniors. <laughs> now, the youngest seniors you've ever seen, particularly her, but... Okay, does that make sense? These are all different ways in which actions take place. So now let's look at a couple of scriptures... Please. Uh, oh, first we're going to do this. You see here three gears, and I've labeled them character, atmosphere, and action. And the first thing is, as we've been looking at these as different manifestations of the kingdom, they all work together. And um, character is the largest. Do you know why? Because it all comes from character. Why? Because that's who he is. The goodness of God. The nature of God. The nature of the kingdom. And out of the character comes the, the other two, or in conjunction with 
the atmosphere and the actions. And it's very important that we understand that they go together <clears throat> because they all, first of all, originate in who he is. They originate in his character. And um, 1 Corinthians 13 says that without that character, the rest are hollow. You know, if I give my body to be burned and I have not love, it profits me nothing. You know, if I, have, if I speak with the tongues of men's and, men and angels and I have not love, I'm an empty gong and a clanging cymbal or something like that. So there's, a, there's an important linking here. And um, this is especially true when God wants to manifest things of a very public nature through his people. Many years ago, I knew a young man, briefly, I knew a young man uh, who was being very powerfully used of the Lord in miraculous ways. But it didn't last because he didn't have the character peace, and he ended up falling. So don't despise the importance of character. Don't overlook the importance of character. He wants to do things through us that are beyond anything we can imagine. Jesus said it. He said, greater works than I do, you will do. But it's all going to come out of his character. Okay? And sometimes... The character and the atmosphere make way for the actions. It goes back to this idea of if you are known as a certain kind of person that demonstrates on a daily basis the love of God, for example, you're going to have eventually the people that you interact with every day, there are going to be occasions when they're going to have needs. And where are they going to come? They're going to come to those whose character they can relate to. You know? We have had people, we've lived in the development that we live in, we've lived there since uh, 1988. Ouch. Um, but over the years, we've had ample opportunities to demonstrate the character of the Lord, particularly Susie, with our neighbors. And what happens when the neighbors have a need? They come to see my wife. That's a manifestation of the kingdom. Now, the Lord wants us to think big, he wants us to think all of life when we think about the kingdom of God. It's not just those things that we do here in these four walls or those things that we do in, in special ways outside. It's what we do every day. Okay, let's move on. Whoops, I went backwards. All right, here is the first uh, uh, verse to look at. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. And when we talk about the manifestation of the Spirit, we're really talking about the manifestation of the kingdom. And so I paraphrased it 
to say to each one of us is given the manifestation of the kingdom for the common good. And then we go on, and we're aware of these from 1 Corinthians 12, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge. But let's stop there for a moment, and let's think about this in terms of your daily life. Because we do think about some of these things in terms of church meetings. How many times over the years have you been in a church service, a particularly one like this, in a church like this, rather, and somebody has gotten up and had a word of knowledge? And it's very often about healing. Okay, that's a legitimate word of knowledge. But do you know you can have a word of knowledge on your job? You can have a word of knowledge about anything. In fact, you get more words of knowledge than you're aware of a lot of times. Let me give you one, just for grins. Have you ever been driving down 490 or 390 and just instinctively knew what that guy in front of you was going to do? Which probably wasn't a wise move, or often not a wise move. Do you know that that's a word of knowledge? It is. Be more open, is what the Holy Spirit, I believe, is saying, is that, Lord, I want wisdom every day. I want the word of wisdom. I want to look at a problem that's before me, and I want to say, Lord, I don't know what to do with this, but you do, and get ready for the wisdom. You know, one of my big, biggest challenges, and some of you are aware of this because you've tried to help me, but one of my biggest challenges is chores around the house, home improvement kinds of things. I'll tell you, Home Depot loves to see me coming because <laughs> they know there's multiple trips. <laughs> Unfortunately, it also usually means I bring back on the second trip, the thing I purchased on the first trip to buy another thing. You know how that works. But I stand there and I go, Lord, I need wisdom. And he gives it. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith. You can operate in faith every day. In fact, you need to. Sometimes on that same drive on 490, you need to operate in faith. Healing, we're familiar with. Miracles, prophecy, distinguishing of spirits, tongues, interpretations of tongues. These are all examples of gifts that are manifestations of the kingdom of God. And we're, and we're familiar with those, some more than others, and they are of importance in our daily lives. Now, looking at this, I want to just pause for a second and say, um, over the years, there is a shifting emphasis in these gifts in the church. And it probably has to do with whatever the Holy Spirit is doing at that point because they come from him. But if you look back here, when was the last time that you here in this room heard tongues and interpretation? Quite a while. Well, you're unusual. But you're unusual anyway. In a good way. 
But in the 1970s, you didn't have a successful meeting unless there were tongues and interpretation. And that was legitimate then. But something shifted. In the, oh, and the other thing that was in the 70s and 80s was the discerning of spirits. Because deliverance was a very important thing in the body of Christ in those days. Especially here in North Chile. And in the Rochester area. And then in the 80s, prophecy. And that continues. In fact, after the service today, it'll continue. And then 80s, 90s, up through now, healing. Now, why am I sharing that? I'm sharing that to just say that all of these things are legitimate. <clears throat> Some of them have a time frame because of what the Holy Spirit is doing. And you're probably not going to use tongues and interpretation on the job, although you might. Somebody might have some technical language and you understand it. I, you know, I don't know. But which one of those is the most important? Whatever is needed at the moment. And so I will... <clears throat> I want to just uh, leave that with you. But I want to talk some more, uh, excuse me, about some more gifts. Whoops. Since we have gifts that differ, okay, this is Romans 12 now. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. Prophecy, service. Service is a manifestation of the kingdom. Teaching, okay, we understand that one. Exhortation, giving, leading, and mercy. All other ways that are kingdom manifestations. And it's really important that we understand that and embrace that as we go forward. I'm going to give you two more now. And we're not concentrating on the first part there. God is appointed in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, gifts of healings, okay. But look at these two. Helps. Helps is a manifestation of the kingdom. Helps is something that Jesus does. And administrations. It's too bad Mark isn't here. We can encourage him today. But then look where the Holy Spirit ends this in 1 Corinthians 12 through Paul. And I show you a still more excellent way. And where does he go? He goes back to character. And so we come back around again to these three. And we come back to the way that they all uh, work together. Just remember, dear ones, where I go, the king goes. His character goes. The atmosphere of the kingdom goes. And certainly his actions go. And I can release 
all of those as he chooses. So, I want people everywhere to feel the atmosphere. Don't you just love that when you go into a place and you can sense that the atmosphere is friendly? There are too many places we go where the atmosphere is not friendly. But wherever you go, you can release in your, in your sphere, no matter how small or how large it is. I mean, if it's your cubicle, you, that's okay. People can experience something different when they're with you. But that they would feel the atmosphere, benefit from his character, and see him at work. You can manifest the kingdom in all of life, every day, in every way. So when we talk about being citizens of the kingdom of God, it's a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week adventure that the Lord has us on. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you today for these aspects of kingdom life, character, atmosphere, and actions. And Lord, we pray that you would continue to bring us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you that would take each of these pieces and make them real to us as they are needed day by day. Father, we do want people all around us to experience the sweet aroma of the knowledge of you. We want your righteousness, your peace, and your joy to characterize the atmosphere where we go. Father, we want them to see you, and so they, we want them to see your character. We want them to experience the life of the Son. And then, Lord, we want opportunities to demonstrate the kingdom. We want opportunities, Lord, for the release of the actions of the kingdom, however they apply according to the need of the moment and the way that your spirit chooses. Lord, we thank you. And we do say together, on earth as it is in heaven, let your kingdom come. Let it be revealed. Let this week be fresh demonstrations. Lord, I pray for your people that you would open our understanding, that we would see things perhaps with fresh eyes this week. Lord, that you'd make us more aware of the power of your Spirit in us and through us. Lord, that we would be a people who live all of life by the power 
of the life of the Son in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Now, Grace, where is the... Okay. If you have... You've had...